0: Welcome to the Cat's Pod. Ben Christian's here with the magnanimous Eric so. Lauver. No, I used ignominious before. Oh, now okay. you're magnanimous, which okay. is the, the good version of it. You know? <laughs> I wanted to make sure that people know that you are well known and in demand. You Absolutely. Know? Um we've got a new episode for you today. We're going to talk about some random stuff. We'll talk about what's going on. In the FCS playoffs going on right now. We'll just finish up the first half of the semifinal. We did get to watch that game before we started talking here. Then we're gonna get into some probably talk about the portal. Yep. Some different takes about different things and the mass exodus that's happened from every single team in the country. It seems like as soon as they lose, yeah, everybody flies away. Yeah. Uh do you wanna start off talking about that S D S U game, Eric? Uh yeah, let's uh let's Let's do a quick recap. Basically,
1: South Dakota State on every play throughout the entire game, including after they pulled their starters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're Albany. I don't know what happened to you, Albany, or if they just
0: left it all out there against Idaho. But I mean, I don't think you can use that much gas, man. Where you
1: show, like <laughs> the way South Dakota State looked. That is a unstoppable team. Yeah, they. I mean, if they play like that, it doesn't matter who they play; they're going to win by a couple scores. I mean, the the, that Gronowski to you take your pick of the receivers, whether it's uh, the Yankee kid or that six-seven tight end. Mm -hmm. I mean, he they just have chemistry.
0: That's Fifteen for see. nineteen, two hundred and sixty five yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. That's a pretty solid stat line for I think they're more known as a running team, right? Yeah. I see as you in general. I say they
1: just had over a hundred yards rushing for what, the seventh straight game?
0: Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean the guy
1: the team is legit. The defense is legit. I mean, they shut out a team that made it to the semifinals of the FCS playoffs. I mean what SDSU did is pretty incredible. I mean, so.
0: we all know, I've talked about it many times, how good Albany is with sticks. Like, they are a bunch of stickmen <laughs> over there at the university. You, Albany. U you know, Albany. the hounds. The hounds out there, they the are They are some the dogs. There's some dogs over there. The Danes. The Danes. The Danes. I think I can call it Dana hound, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but basically, we figured out today that at every single position, in every single position group, through the third string, I'm pretty sure SDSU is better. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely no no, doubt in that. When you have a bounced punt come at you, (laughs) and he just receives it and shakes one dude out of his his cleats, and then you think, okay, he's going to get like 10, 15 yards on this, and all of a sudden he's in the end zone. Yeah. Like, those type of things were happening all over the field all the entire game long. Every time you looked up at the screen, you go down to check Twitter, you're going through Twitter, you look up, they've scored seven more points. You know, it was every single time. I mean, it's an amazing it was game for SDSU. 30 seconds after half,
1: a scoop and score on defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just South Dakota State is just in another league mm-hmm. right now. I mean, people made a pretty big deal about the game last week. Villanova keeping it somewhat close with them yep. after they beat, was it Mercer 41 to nothing or something yep. like that? Uh They came out with a – they needed to settle a score there. They are playing angry. Make sure
0: everybody knows exactly
1: exactly what was supposed to be
0: happening. I was like, what did Albany do to these people? They seem legitimately hurt out there the way they were playing today. They were looking for revenge of some kind. I mean, I'm still in my family group chat right now, just going at the only SDSU fan I know because I'm pretty sure he's the only one that exists. From the looks of that stadium tonight, I don't know how you sell. How do you sell tickets for seven dollars a piece, and you don't sell at a stadium? Is like how know. many people live in Brookings? I don't. I mean, like, is it that small of a town? It's it's not a huge town
1: by any stretch of or, you know. I don't know how many people are in Brookings, yeah. but it's no, it's not a city by any means. Yeah, but I think. I don't know, man. I mean it did look a little chilly there, but I mean we sold out Bobcat Stadium
0: when it was when game day showed up. It's like fourteen below zero. Exactly. And and you're still like, what is it, twenty four thousand strong there? I think you know, we had double we have double the people at every single home game for MSU.
1: Yeah. I think the big thing for South Dakota State is like I just hope that they their fans aren't taking this for granted because as you brought up in the intro, the portal deal, it's real. Mm -hmm. And uh, it almost makes a guy wonder if the dying, like this, you know, South Dakota state has made themselves into, I don't want to say dynasty, but you know, this is a, a recruitment class. That's all stayed together somehow Mm -hmm. through the whole thing. They're working on another, you know, pretty, pretty high likelihood of a second, national championship I mean I don't know if those fans are appreciating
0: what's in front of them and what's so available for them to go watch could you imagine being on this team and you just won 59 to 0 and then you look up and you see all of those empty seats out there I I don't (laughs) like it would be kind of demoralizing but at the same time you're winning another national championship but it it just it's weird. It's so weird that they don't have a fan base that shows up for games. It is. And you know, I think it has been a
1: a bit of a problem in the entire FCS for a lot of years just mm-hmm. not being able to fill stadiums. I know we've talked about it before and you know, especially, you know, some of those big Sky Conference games yeah. where you're watching you know, like the Cal Poly stands or something like that, mm-hmm. where there's, you know, six hundred people yeah. there to watch the football game, and that, and then all of a sudden, you know, you you watch you, we watch the game at the Kibbe Dome, and the Kibbe Dome is full. Yeah, and we watch obviously Washington Grizzly sells out mm-hmm. the Bobcat games are selling out, and we're just getting used to seeing full stadiums, and then yeah, then we go right back to South Dakota State, who is a unanimous number one and favorite to win it all. Mm-hmm. And they get 12,000 people. there. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, professional sports, those spoiled fan bases, man.
0: Mm-hmm. I it's, don't even, I don't know if it's so much that, or it's just the way it's always been for SDSU. It It may have just always been like that where people just don't go to the games. I don't see how you can support a program financially. I think that might be a big barrier for them to actually become a dynasty, like you were saying, where they're on the cusp of that, where they have a great group right now and a great culture right now. But to extend that into like generation after generation, you need money. Yeah. And they can't be generating that much money. And we were just, we were just talking about articles last week about NDSU and how they're trying to bolster their collective there so that they can offer six figures to players because that's what they're getting offered at other places and that's why everybody's leaving the portal. And so how is SDSU going to be able to compete if they don't have the fan base to support it? So it looks like
1: population of Brookings is about 25,000 in 2021. Yeah. So not a huge not a huge place by any stretch mm-hmm. of the word but I mean there's a fair amount of people there, fair amount of students I know students should have still been in their dorms, probably, when you think
0: yeah i don't well, I don't know when they would have left for Christmas. They may have already left for Christmas, but you have to think if your team is playing in the semifinal, students are going to stick around, you know, yeah, I don't know I, it was a bit tickets are seven bucks. could you imagine, okay, tickets yeah. are the price of a beer yeah. downtown in Bozeman. <laughs> And you can get into the game for that instead of paying whatever, like, 50 bucks normally for, for like, a, a decent seat if you're getting it before it sells out. You yeah. Know? No, it's...
1: I know... You know, if I if I was a South Dakota State fan, there's no way I would have missed that one. No. Especially the way it turned out. Those are my favorite wins. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: you don't have to worry about anything. Stress-free Ws are mm-hmm. the best there is.
0: Now that I feel the need to flip it, Maybe SDSU fans are like the podcasts. They're few, but they're die hard. Yeah. Okay, the, the 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 Jackrabbits don't have many fans, but the fans they got, they're fans for life. Let so me tell you, they are ride or die fans.
1: It's interesting because maybe it's something to do with you Albany itself. Uh, because my father in law was at both games against South Dakota State this year and semifinals last year, and it was full. Oh, they they filled the stadium on on those ones, and it, and it was loud. Mm-hmm. So, and that was Montana State. You know, maybe maybe the South Dakota State fans just saw you Albany and were like, eh, I'll pass."
0: <laughs> it could be. it's just tough? <laughs> it's tough to think that you're going to say pass to a semifinal game or any playoff football I game. I love playoff football. I I couldn't imagine just. Sitting at home and watching it when I know I could be there. Yeah. It would just be a different thing. But nonetheless, South Dakota State
1: absolutely wallops you, Albany. I mean, <laughs> from the very first time South Dakota State touched the ball, it was never close. No.
0: <laughs> it was tough. When they were up 14 to 0 in the second quarter, I was like, right now, I feel like Albany's hanging by like a very loose thread right now. One loose thread of hope. Or if they score a touchdown right now, or if they make a big play happen, all of a sudden they could turn it into a game. And then two touchdowns happen after that. And I was like, I think that thread is long gone. Yeah. That one thread of hope
1: <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's
0: long. It doesn't exist. It never existed. I made it up in my brain. That's all that it was. It yeah. was just a figment of my imagination.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, they were just clicking, man. There's just nothing else to say about that game. South Dakota State's a powerhouse, mm-hmm. and they flexed on those guys uh-huh.
0: big time. So big in, the, time. Uh, in the other semifinal matchup over there at Washington Grizzlies Stadium, how are you feeling about this game? I don't know.
1: I, I don't like this game.
0: It's not, it's not fun. It's not a fun game. It's not a nice game. There's nothing good about it.
1: Here's my thing. Montana is loaded with guys from Montana. I like that. Mm -hmm. And I like those players. I wish they weren't playing for the Grizzlies. I know that. But I I want those guys to have success. But after Cat Grizz and just Grizz fans in general, I don't want them to win. But I hate North Dakota State. I hate them so much. I can't even explain how sick and tired I am of North Dakota State. I don't want to hear anything about mm-hmm. them ever again.
0: Their colors are ugly. I'm sick their of it. Their mascot is ugly.
1: Yeah, dude. Their colors remind me of when my three-year-old gets really sick and throws up in his
0: bed. Exactly. And I mean, actually, we should get that checked on. Yeah. I don't like that. That might be a problem. <laughs> if he's If his puke is that ugly. Yeah. If his puke is that ugly, that's <laughs> a problem. That is not good in any way, shape, or form. Okay. But yeah. I mean, how do you choose? I mean,
1: I like I said, I I want the Montana kids to succeed and I do not want North Dakota State to win. I cannot stomach the idea, especially after losing to them. I can't stomach the idea of them winning. So I gotta hope that Montana can pull this one off, but I also can't sit here and listen to Grizz fans talk about going to Frisco for the next
0: because this one will probably last at least at least a years. decade. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say over ten years, but fifteen might be closer to it. They we won't. should put the over under at twelve and a half on the years for that. I agree. You know, <laughs> they'll never they'll never shut up about it. We'll have to hear about it every time
1: they open their mouths about how they went to Frisco and the Cats didn't. Mm-hmm
0: in 2023 yeah and yeah it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough i think we are in a very much we're very much in a south park situation at this point with our fandom we have a a political race going on between two teams yeah one is a giant douche and one is a turd sandwich They <laughs> and we have to decide we're going to cheer for one of them and i hope That's we don't fair. have to decide
1: that's a fantastic analogy. <laughs> you know,
0: that is that is what our our personal situation is here. Like, I am, I'm, I don't, I can't even. Okay. say I'm happy for either the fan bases. Just like,
1: because you brought that up, if you were in a political situation, would you vote for a giant douche or a turd sandwich?
0: Which giant one? douche or a turd sandwich? I think I'm going with a giant douche.
1: Oh man, I think I. Turd sandwich has a lot going for it.
0: But a giant douche has a use, you know? It has a purpose in life. It has a goal that it needs to accomplish, and it is necessary for the proliferation of the human race. You okay, know? Okay. You know, a turd sandwich is just two pieces of bread with something that's gonna kill you in the middle. You know? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. I,
1: I can I can I can live with that argument. But back on track. I, bottom line is I, I just can't, I, the thought of North Dakota State going back to the championship is just too much for me. I yeah,
0: I can't handle
1: that. I'm <sighs> Their fans are so overly cocky all the time. They're arrogant. Yeah. They have to run, I mean, the keyboard warriors, there are a lot of ke- Montana keyboard warriors, but the North Dakota State ones are just about intolerable.
0: They're going hard.
1: Oh, They're going hard right now,
0: hard in the paint, and they are just, Atting people left and right, and it is not, it is not, it is a war zone on the internet for all cat fans right now. It is all it cat, we're been. catching strays for weeks now, weeks after the game happened, yeah. and it's still just like bringing up Montana State, bringing up Montana State. We messed up three plays all year, guys. Yeah. We messed up three plays the entire year, and all of a sudden we're just like the garbage and the laughing stock of the entire conference. It's stupid. It's it's like you say,
1: the cat players and the cat coaches don't have to worry about anybody online because we'll take them on. We got. And them. We have been, and we it's been. Them. It hasn't been spectacularly fun. I mean, every time I I say, oh. A notification on Facebook. This should be good. Let's see what this is. North Dakota State fan coming after me again. Yeah. It's, they dredge things up. I, I mean, all I said on one post, and I'm still getting feedback from it. I said, Cats by 50. Which is just, yeah. I just stole that from
0: Kentucky's deal that says Cats by 90. Exactly. I just moved it's it to 50 to make it a you little know, It's just a, a common thing that is said on the internet.
1: I mean, it's normal. And they're pulling that up. And and so then I, you know... They're like,
0: well, actually, the analytics say <laughs> that I don't think that the Cats will win this game by 50 points. I doubt they would win it by double digits, even. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're treating it like it's not a joke. They're treating it like it's an actual prediction for the game. Yeah.
1: Well, they kept coming back at me so many times. I, I finally got fed up with it, and I... It was this lady, and she, I go... Boy, it would sure be funny if North Dakota State lost to USD twice in one season. Yeah. That didn't happen. So then we started all up again, then the Cats yeah. lose and she's still pulling this.
0: From yeah. Weeks and weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. Is it on the same post? Yes. She keeps coming back to you. She's yeah. like, "I I think that is the definition of what the kids would call rent-free." Yeah. I think you are living rent-free in one North Dakota woman's. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the least possible place I want to be found. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wouldn't really want to live in North Dakota. There's some great people there, but it's not like a, it's not a very scenic area, you yeah. know? I mean, I mean, we don't live in the most scenic area, but we are like 20 minutes away from very scenic areas, you yeah. know? I, I mean,
1: bottom line is North Dakota doesn't have anything going for it other than some pretty cool sunsets the oil fields, and North Dakota State, right? Yeah. It's pretty much it. That's it. So, not easy to live rent-free in somebody's head over there, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying... They're letting anybody in. They're They're welcoming all lessees. But to get to the game,
1: I mean, sports betting has it as a, as a complete
0: toss-up, and mm-hmm. they throw out home field advantage. They're not mm-hmm. even... It's not it. it's not laying at 1.5. I thought they, they had the uh, minus 1.5 North Dakota State. Yeah, home dogs. Yeah. Home dogs for the Grizzlies. That is disrespect.
1: It is. But you have to look at it this way. North Dakota State, Matt Enns, the head coach for North Dakota State, he's been there a while. And he has Whoa, not- whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. I thought we wanted this guy fired like three <laughs> weeks ago. I didn't.
1: I didn't really. Three care.
0: weeks ago, I thought I thought that well well. The woman that you live inside of her head in North Dakota. Oh, yes, yes. The old lady that lives in the shoe, but you live up inside her head. Yes. She wanted this guy fired yes. like three weeks ago. Yes. But now, you know, he's a pretty good coach, right? Right.
1: But this guy's been on all, you know, these stabs for quite a while when they were going in and knocking off Power 5 schools on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. They They know what it's like to play in a loud stadium. Remember that game? They went into Iowa when Iowa was a top... God, they, were, they were up there in the rankings, yep. top 15, top 25 at least. Yes. They went into Iowa City, which I've been there personally. That place is nuts. Mm-hmm. It's completely filled. got to be 30, 40, 50,000 people in there. It's loud.
0: The you South know, you... Dakota State fan base would fill one corner of one section of that stadium. Yeah,
1: probably, <laughs> probably like their band section.
0: Yeah, the, the band. There's more people in the band at Iowa State than there is that. Iowa. At Iowa. Sorry. Iowa. God, hey, you know, come I just wanted now. to get the reaction. <laughs> but, yeah, no,
1: they went in there. They knock off Iowa. And they they beat plenty of, of uh, big schools there on those games. They were getting paid to come in. And so I have a hard time believing that the crowd will be that big of a factor. Like, their head coach knows what it's like to be in a stadium like that. He's
0: gonna. I have to imagine he'll have them ready. I mean, they just won a big overtime game against us. It was loud, and it was loud in that yeah, stadium. It, it was very loud. Not, especially in like the third and fourth quarter. It took a while for the noise to pick up, but it picked up, and they they handled it. You know, they they have smart coaching, smart players. Yeah, nothing against them ever. Just your fans suck, but yeah. <laughs> 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 but it, it's it's just something where. I don't know who exactly to pick in this game. I think Eli Gilman and the offensive players for Montana. I really enjoy watching them play. Junior Bergen, these are players that can be electric at times. I really gotta say. They are they are some very talented players and I and they just the game that they played against Furman last week to kind of take it back, since I don't think we ever really talked about that. Yeah. Um, that was a situation where they had to have a lot of very clutch plays. Well, that was, And it was an offensively one game until the defense shut them down in overtime. If yeah. we're going to go back to that game, that was one of the funnest games
1: I've watched in a while. That was, mm-hmm. aside from any Bobcat game, obviously yeah. those are better. Uh, that was a super fun game. Yeah, But Montana's offense has to play better than it did in that game. They're not going to mm-hmm. beat North Dakota State if they can. I mean, you take away Junior Bergen's two special teams touchdowns and they lose that game. Yeah. You can't always count on special teams to score points. I mean that's doesn't happen all that often. No. It's rare. I mean it happened a lot last weekend, but you can't you can't count
0: on that. And you can't think that NDSU is going to let that happen. Right. You know, it's going to be a different type of situation on that squad. Furman looked like a team where they could fill 75% of their roster with really solid players. Yeah. And then there was a 25% that they were trying to make up for. Right. Like, like there there was a lot of guys that were over hustling because it seemed like they were making up for other players' mistakes. And that's not going to be the case against NDSU. Yeah. I mean w- and watching that game,
1: Furman had a, a ton of missed opportunities. There were so many drop balls in that game. I mean, that quarterback is a pretty good player, to be oh, honest yeah. with you. They I mean in all honesty the drop
0: passes is what killed them yep. from winning that game. It I definitely think. did because he put a lot of balls in a lot of spots. The, the overtime passes, at least, those were very difficult balls to catch. Oh yeah, Somewhat catchable, but it's very difficult to catch those balls. But those are the kind of plays you got to make in overtime. You're going to have to make some crazy play where you catch a ball like that. There's not going to be really much wide open. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is
1: Montana missed two field goals in that game, and they only scored 21 points on offense. Mm-hmm. That's not that. That is not how you beat North Dakota State. No, their defense played pretty well, but they gave up a lot of points and they gave up big plays. They gotta. I mean, Montana's got to button that down if they have a hope of. I mean, to if you take Furman's quarterback and North Dakota State's quarterback, they're both hyper athletic guys that can run, and they both have a very good arm. Mm-hmm. They're very similar. Yeah, but I would give North Dakota State's receivers the edge over Furmans for sure. Yeah, so they're gonna have to figure out how to shut the their the North Dakota State offense mm-hmm. down because twenty one points on offense isn't gonna cut it. No, yep. they're gonna have to score for probably
0: five touchdowns. This is probably yep. going to be a shootout. I, I think that's the best case scenario. I don't know. I the way that i've seen montana's defense operate before i think that they will have the ability to li- limit them on points but even that being said even like my idea of limiting points against them is like 28 yeah or like 34 points yeah it's not it's not like you're really limiting them that's still a very high scoring game no it's two high octane teams that are flying
1: around all the time that are going to meet head-to-head in Washington Grizzly, and whoever's defense can hold somebody to 21 points will mm-hmm. win that game.
0: And you can't, you can't say outside of SDSU that there is a team that has built more momentum in these playoffs than North Dakota State. Oh, the the money has come in. Officially, Montana Grizzlies are minus 135 at home. So the no longer road dogs, they are favored. no longer home dogs, favored. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I'm, I was sure that line was going to move just because I know on Montana Sports Bet a lot of Montana people are going to bet for Montana and move that line pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't move more than that. To be super honest, but it is the most. It is the most enticing of the two semifinal games. I don't think anybody was really looking forward to the SDSU game that happened tonight. I don't even want to mention the other team because it seems like they didn't, they weren't there. (laughs) They (laughs) no-showed. They no-showed. It could happen like that for the Danes. No, I think,
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, this, tomorrow's game is a complete toss-up. I think I would probably favor the Grizzlies to win just off of what my eyes tell me and my brain tells me. Yeah. But North Dakota state is a cha- has a championship pedigree and they know how to win. Oh yeah. They know how to win big games and know how to win tight games. So I, you can't count them out, but,
0: um, I will throw up if they win. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm going to throw up if either team wins. I'm not going to be happy about it. You know? It's not going to be an exciting affair either way, but yeah, we'll see what the national championship is going to be like at least. Yeah. Um, I guess we could kind of transfer over to talking transfer over to talking about the things that have been going on with each one of these teams as they lose out.
1: Yeah. I think actually what we should talk about first instead of transfers is promotions. Promotions. Go ahead. Promotions. Bobby Daly. Oh yeah. New D coordinator for our Montana State Bobcats. They are not going to renew the contract for Willie Mack. Mm-hmm. and honestly, I can't think of a better guy to replace him. Yeah, I mean, this—we're talking about a guy who is a local number one, mm-hmm. number two, an All-American linebacker for for the Bobcats.
0: Yep.
1: You know, and he was—you wa- know—watching him play, he—he he was never the most athletic guy in the world. Mm-hmm. The guy has a brain. Yeah. He, his, his football intellect is off the charts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's the perfect guy for the job. And I think, you know, I said that last episode we did, I said, trust Coach Vegan. Mm-hmm. If he sees something where a change needs to be made, he'll do it. And, no. and he did. And we're, we've got a new defensive coordinator for, for the Bobcats. And honestly, I think it was the right. I think this was the right choice to replace Willie Mac.
0: I'm I'm really glad to see a promotion happen, right? Rather than trying to go through the entire process of interviewing coaches, is that always gets really sketchy? Yeah, when you're you're talking to play, you're talking to coaches on teams that are still playing football, and it always becomes kind of like a hit or miss thing. It that that part of the NCAA season is always super awkward. And I'm just glad to see that we're keeping things within the system. Yeah, you know, I, keeping I like that too. Keeping it with a guy that the players all know. And I'm guessing if he's getting this promotion, there's somebody that they they enjoy being around a little bit at least, you know, or they respect him and they want to play for him. So they may get a bump just from him stepping up and getting another job. When he he filled in for Willie Mack against Weaver. Last year, mm-hmm. when he got that game suspension,
1: and uh, Daly filled in for him and did what I thought was a, a pretty bang up job. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm super happy to see this hire. I, I really, and everyone I talk to is super pumped to see who's going to be our next defensive coordinator. It, it mm-hmm. seems pretty universal yeah. that everybody's happy about this, but I just, I love the local thing. This mm-hmm. is, I mean, this guy has come has come up through Montana, all the way to Montana State. You know, I think he played for uh, Capital in Helena. Mm-hmm. It was Capital High, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure he played there. I just I can't be happier about that promotion. Yeah. So I think it was the right move at the right time.
0: Yeah it de- It definitely seems like the perfect type of move to keep things consistent and keep us moving forward, yeah, and
1: not saying this is the end of changes, but I think this was a big one. I think it's going to make a big difference,
0: yeah, we'll have to see what other kind of changes are made coaching staff wise um right now i don't I don't foresee any more people getting pushed out, fired no no new contract. But I'm I'm thinking we might have some changes in like the structuring of the coaching staff that might shake things up a little bit. Yeah, but that's the only thing I could see happening. Um, just to not spread some people out so thin. Hopefully, I'll put it that way. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I
1: think you know, as far as offensive coordinator, of course, we know absolutely nothing about what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Whether we're you know sticking with House right, not sticking with House right. I mean. Going to be pretty hard to replace somebody who orchestrated the number one rushing offense in the entire FCS and the number one scoring offense in the entire FCS, mm-hmm.
0: except for Davidson. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, we got to find that offensive coordinator out of Davidson. I think that's it. <laughs> um, not saying
1: you know everybody has faults, but that's pretty pretty tall task to replace. And yeah. you know, I I wonder if if there isn't going to be maybe a, a, a specific special teams coach come into the mix at some yeah. point. But I mean, I, I, I kind of almost wonder, you know, I kind of wonder if you wouldn't be a great offensive guy at some point, but who knows? But, we'll
0: see. It's it's a lot of speculation. It's hard to know yeah. who's going to move up and move down. Cause we don't, we don't know these guys. Nobody's giving us any inside information. <laughs> we thought we were just going to become like the, the rap of yeah. of the Montana state team, but they all of a sudden aren't hitting us up on our three cell phones. Literally you nobody
1: know? is sliding in our DMs here.
0: I opened up two more cell phone lines because I thought that people <laughs> were going to magically start hitting me up. Do I have to actually start contacting people myself? Dude, that's terrifying. I, I'm terrified to go talk to any of these people. I don't know why, but I just think I feel like a little kid. Like I feel like I'm in high school and I'm trying to go talk to the popular kids and I'm worried that the popular kids are going to judge me every time I try and slide into a player or a coach's DMs. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, they're going to reject me. They think I'm stupid. They think I'm so stupid. But uh, No, I mean, I'm super, super
1: happy. For that higher, and I think it's going to lead to a lot of success for the podcast
0: Most definitely, yeah.
1: Yeah. Now let's get to the portal.
0: To the portal, the TP. Should we? To I kind of, I kind of want to just start calling it the TP. Yeah, Because Instead of the transfer portal, the yeah. TP. And not because I think it's trash. Like we, we love the transfer portal because the transfer portal give, giveth, and the transfer portal taketh away. It does at the same time.
1: Everybody has equal opportunity in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what school you are. I mean we just we watched Jason Fitzgerald sign with Mm -hmm. your University of Montana Western Bulldogs.
0: Yep. That makes sense. It does. He's going home. Yeah. You know? You can't really argue with going home. He's going home. You know. know I I, I have seen firsthand the way that those Dylan Bulldogs are treated when they are in Dillon, Montana. And it is like Texas Forever, Friday Night Lights. All of that. It, they, call the, they even call it Titletown. In Dillon, they unironically <laughs> refer to themselves as Titletown. And I mean, so I know that it is just amazing for all those Bulldogs to go back. Or not the Bulldogs, but the Beavers to go back home. Yeah. No, I think
1: watching the transfer portal, the Cats got off easy. Really, <laughs> It seems
0: like it. Idaho,
1: on the other hand,
0: not really. woof. Yeah.
1: And it wasn't just a transfer portal. I mean, they the NFL got him too.
0: Mhm. You yeah. have
1: Hayden Hatton. Yep. He announced either it was either today or yesterday, I can't. Uh, that he is declaring for the NFL draft, their kicker who is extremely talented announced for the NFL draft. They lost their quarterback. Yep. They lost their running back. Mhm. Both Absolute studs and All Americans. Yep. They lost their uh, first team All Big Sky corner. Yep. They lost their number two wide receiver graduated and their number three wide receiver transferred. Mm -hmm. I mean, the team just got gutted. The sleeping
0: giant may need to slumber for a little bit longer. (laughs) You know, it's still just Dayton.
1: I mean, but then you look at the entire FCS and you know these these guys who had success are getting to move up and yeah. and this is the thing that just drives me nuts is how can you blame them how can anybody if you say that you, these kids have to sit there with their team you know and of course everybody wants them to yeah. of course i want our our players to stick with us but you can't honestly sit back and say you wouldn't do the exact same thing mm-hmm. because it is the right decision to make. I mean, these guys are weighing every single consequence yeah. of their decision. If I transfer, will I even get to start? Well, that's a big part of their decision-making, right? And yeah. If they decide to transfer anyway, obviously they probably the chances of them starting are probably high or they don't care there's there's another there's another reason. Mm-hmm. So it's like people who sit back and try and be all almighty about this thing. Yeah. They're liars. Everybody would do it. You can only have so much loyalty before it starts standing in the way of your actual future.
0: Yeah. And the future of your family. I feel everything. like I feel like we should add a little bit of context to yes, this. Let's do that. Because Eric and I both listened to a podcast today. I won't name any names, but It was a big sky, a podcast that covers the Big Sky Conference, and there were two gentlemen on there that were just. Let me tell you, if everybody could just stay off their lawns, please, I think that would be nice. But they were going off about all of these players in the transfer portal, people play trans, uh, people entering the transfer portal too many times, different things like that. And the thing that made me angry about it was that they kept bringing up. How hard that these student athletes have to work, which is incredibly hard. Yeah. Student athletes have to go through so much more than anybody else. And they were talking about how they looked back on their glory days where they were struggling through it and they didn't have any money. And like that's supposedly is something that kids need to go through. Right. And I'm like, that is not something that anybody has to go through. Like if you look at the old NCAA system, by definition, it is indentured servitude. They yeah. give you room, they give you board, and that's it. And you have a cap on anything you could possibly make. Exactly. They control all your money, and it does it, it's not set by the market at all. Even though the market is outrageous, none of that money is going to the players. Yeah. And it is so ridiculous that people are still having this discussion. After everything that's gone through. And there are some bad things that are happening with NIL and the transfer. And there are some bad situations.
1: We're not but that is perfect. part of
0: life, you know? That is part of life more than anything. Well, my My entire point is that...
1: Okay, Ben, you are... For instance, you are a... Wide receiver for the Montana State Bobcats. Okay. okay, let's this, go tight oh, end. Totally, I want to be a all tight, right, end. tight end. Okay, I'm a tight end. Totally <laughs> hypothetical. And you go out there and have a Dallas Goddard like season at mm-hmm. South Dakota State, where you are just better than everybody else. Yes. And so, and somebody come, you know, your season's over. Somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, buddy, I'm with the University of Nebraska, or I'm with Penn State, or yeah. something like that." And guess what? I got $100,000 that says you're going to come to Penn State. Yeah. If you say no, why would you?
0: You're making the worst fiscal decision of your entire life to up to that point. Number one,
1: you're going to go to a massive school, which is, I mean, not to say that Montana State isn't a fantastic school, because it is. But it's different when you're at a big school. It's just different. And I can say that because I've done it. Yeah. I've been to a I went to a Big 12 school. Yep. Yeah. It's just a different kind of environment. Yeah. It's it's fun. And number two, you're turning down a bunch of money that you would not get staying put. Yes. And number three, you might get a chance to play on a Power Five school. Yeah. Why on earth would you ever turn that down? And if anybody says they would, yeah. they're just lying to themselves. Mm-hmm. Because Bottom line is everybody everybody is trying to do what's best for themselves. And if somebody comes in and offers you money to come play for a big school because mm-hmm. you're good at football, you
0: have to take it. Yeah. Another thing that really irked me about this interview was that they brought up the coaching part of it for like a second. Yeah. And the only thing that they said about the coaches were like coaches are allowed to transfer and get bigger jobs, which is fine. Like nothing against that coaches that are deserving should always move up and always get better jobs. I, I have nothing against that, but they were saying the coaches can do it because they're trying to feed their families and they, they have families and all this stuff. And I thought it was completely narrow minded because that there are players who don't need to feed their families, but there are players that do. There are players out there right now that are 18, 19 year old kids where their families are depending on them. Yeah. You know, they might be in a situation where they have like a single parent home and they're, they have a mom that is just trying to support everybody. And the only chance that they have is for their son that's coming up and he has to take care of the entire family. Yeah. And he needs to take the most money available to him right now. Well, and God forbid somebody just try and do what's
1: best for themselves. Just get ahead mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, everything is one giant rat race. You know, you're always trying to figure, you know, when you're in college, you're always trying to figure out where the next, what you're going to do next, you know, scrap and buy, you know, Mm -hmm. we both did it. Uh We we never had any kind of money in it. Imagine if you did be a lot easier to go to college. If you had, you know, some money sitting in your bank account,
0: it gets rid of a lot of worries and a lot of stress that you have to deal with throughout it. And I think that that can help you out with all aspects of your life. Yeah. It's this idea that trauma makes you better. Trauma is something that holds you back and you push through it. You know, it doesn't improve you to go through trauma. It just means that you could have gone further. You know, if somebody puts more weight on your back, it doesn't mean that you're going to get better by doing that. You're going to get stronger overall but that weight is always still going to be there. The other thing about that that
1: podcast that kind of got under my skin was they kept saying how can you have any continuity if you're con- having constant turnover on your roster? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you know, I can kind of see I can kind of see the continuity thing a little bit where if you ha- if you're losing guys you know, you you're going. There's going to be some confusion at some point, or yep. you know, just some a lack of cohesiveness at some point. But mm-hmm. you have you have hired a coaching staff to smooth transition, right? Yeah. And if your coaching staff is doing their job, there should always be people coming in and coming in and coming in. Yes. So the people going out, yeah. Okay. So Montana State lost three offensive linemen. Yeah. But there are just as good offensive linemen right behind them yes that have been here mm-hmm. that have gone through an entire season you know
0: or we have the freshmen. coaching staff that's going to make those guys right. just as good as the guys that were ahead of them and they are hungry to be on the field and every team has the same opportunity to
1: transfer portal Mm-hmm. There are guys that are playing a, a level above what they should be in the FBS right now that yeah. probably need to come down to the FCS yeah. that you have full access to, along with every other college program in the entire nation. Mm-hmm. So just because you lose a few doesn't mean you can't go get more. So it just, the transfer portal rules are strange, and I don't think anybody actually knows what the rules are. Yeah. Case in point, Raekwon Battle. Yeah. Poor guy. No but, idea. <laughs> I mean bottom line is the transfer portals here I doubt it's going anywhere you just have to learn to live with it and if that means you know some
0: guys are going to use the FCS as a springboard to get up go for it there's going to be two types of programs going into the future there's going to be the ones that lean into the transfer portal and all of these things and all of these changes and they're going to excel because of it and there's ones that are going to going to complain about it and just say outlandish things about how terrible it is and they are going to fall behind because of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, you either, you either get behind it or you don't. You either get behind the transfer portal or you fall behind. Yeah. You know, you start losing players, you start losing opportunities. Yeah. But bottom line is everyone
1: has access to the transfer portal. Every coach has access to the transfer portal. You can get players in just as fast as you lose them. Mm -hmm. If your coach is good, they'll be out recruiting. I know our coach is out recruiting because he has commitments lining up daily.
0: Left and right. Yeah. They're coming from
1: all directions. Yeah. We got a big one.
0: Left, right, front, center, front, back. Every every direction you can think of, they are coming to us because we treat players. Correctly, you know, and it's not going to be a problem. But as far as Montana state goes with the transfer portal, I would love to see if we just make our goal entirely to get the best possible Montana guys that we can, that we can build a culture off of and keep those guys around for year after year. And then we just fill in spots with the most talented players we can get from all across the country. Yeah. And they'll come in, and that, col- that cat culture is its infectious. They're going to get infected with that cat culture. They're going to fall in love with playing in Bozeman, and then they're going to want to be cats, just like the players that we've seen this year.
1: Great segue by bringing up cat culture, because that's mm-hmm. the
0: other part of this podcast
1: that really crawled under my skin is because... Later on in the episode, they started talking heavily about Montana State after the loss to North Dakota State, and they said that there was there seemed to be a rift in the team, a fracture or something yeah. like, something along those lines. And they, when I listened to them say that, I grimaced because that is not what I've witnessed. No, that is not what I saw. What I saw is our field goal kicker struggles and Sean Chambers runs out there from the 50-yard line to give him a hug. Yeah. One of our other field goal kickers struggles gets replaced and who's the first person to go out there and congratulate Casey on making a field goal?
0: Is right there. Brandon
1: Hall. Yeah. The Cat culture is, those players
0: got each other.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about that. And for those guys to bring that up, they obviously weren't paying that much attention to it.
0: I don't know how their their focus could be that split, or you're just making a mountain out of a molehill, which is like a like ten seconds of interaction you see on the sideline or yeah. rumors that you hear about, yeah. which mean nothing. Yeah, you hear about a rumor about a coach or players that are fighting with each other, and if you make that the entire the entirety of what the team means to each other it doesn't it doesn't put anything into perspective, and when you talk about like the special teams and you're only talking about the place kicking, yeah, that's not something that's effective at all, yeah, it's do. ignoring a lot of the other aspects of special teams where we were top in the country,
1: well, they completely ignored the fact that Brendan Hall is the n- number one punter in the entire country, yeah. That is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. That's an impressive stat to leave out.
0: Especially when he's six nine.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you know he was six nine? I
0: didn't I mean I, I thought he was six nine, but I he might be six ten. Yeah. He no, grows every week.
1: You know, I saw a video on Twitter Twitter. Brendan Hall was out there booting kicks yep. in his offseason, fifty-nine yard punts. Yeah. <laughs> right. God bless America.
0: Probably dropping it on a dime at the half yard line. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I mean to bring I mean, of course, everybody knows that there was an issue with the place kicking this year, but you can't ignore the fact that they still have the number one punter. And say what you will, you don't become the number one punter without good coaching, right? Yeah. So, I don't think. I, I could I mean be wrong. everything
0: everything factors in, and it's it's all everything. And if we didn't put our kicking unit in positions where they have to make these game winning plays. We're not talking about this. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody makes a play on offense or defense, we're not talking about this, but we're not going to blame the offense or the defense, you know, and we're not going to blame the special teams as much. I mean, there are plays we would love to see them go the opposite way. Yeah. But when it comes down to those single plays, it's, it's up in the air. Yeah. It's completely up in the air. It really is.
1: But, you know, I think I think what we've seen in this last week inspires a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. Vegan comes out, he sees a change that needs to be made, he makes the change, he makes the right choice in the change, at least I think he did. Mm -hmm. And then the team can start to heal and fix itself from what was a extremely devastating loss because mm-hmm. that doesn't just happen overnight. No. You don't just recover from that. No. And I think now Daly's going to add a little bit of spice into this defense, something a little new, mm-hmm. something a little different. And then
0: we have a lot of very talented players coming in on the defensive side too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That we are looking very much forward to getting to know better and better on a week-to-week basis yeah I mean
1: i I get on Twitter three four times a day just to see who the new signings are, yeah because they are coming in hot and heavy, oh yeah, and they're good ones, really good ones mm-hmm. I've been awfully impressed with the job vegans out there doing and the entire coaching staff, yeah those guys are out there recruiting their butts off and doing exactly what we need them to do to replace some some key people that we lost yeah I mean, the one thing about. You know, the players that we did lose is that we have equally as good players waiting. They're just, they're just, hungry. Yeah, they're ready to take the spot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, unlike Idaho, we <laughs> we lost three offensive linemen, but we got three to take their spot. I mean, we had the deepest offensive line in the entire FCS, yep. and I don't think that's arguable.
0: And we still have an anchor in Connor Moore. Connor Moore, Marcus
1: Ware. Yep. I mean, you could go JT Reed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a Colsane. Yep. I mean, there's a ton of them. Yeah. Perkins is still, he's sticking with us. Yep. I mean, the offensive line is in great
0: shape still, even with losing a couple absolute dogs. Yeah. And you would think, I mean, just from what I know about Jason Kelsey, you know, okay. I think that the center is. Possibly the most important part of the line yeah, because they're doing a lot of the shift calls and and different things like that line-wise. I don't know how much that happens at the NCAA level, but I got to think that it's important to keep that continuity. And there's still a lot of very talented offensive linemen that are going to be back.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, from my perspective, the Bobcats are looking just as tough. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, another part of that podcast I thought was funny is they kept saying the Bobcats were looking at it as a national championship or bust. I don't think that's ever true, right? I mean, unless you're in North Dakota State where you've won 25 championships in the last 10 years, yeah. if you ask their fans.
0: I, I don't think it's a bust if you don't make it, but I think we're all always hoping, you know? It's always the dream to get to that national championship and finally get to the top of the mountain, but it's not—it's not a bust. It's not a bust, man. I just don't want a losing season. How about
1: how about I—I—I'm a fighter. i I'm—I'm
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to set my goals a little bit higher than it's just not having a losing <laughs> season. I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, I'm like, I want it to be better than 500. <laughs> I mean, if we're, like, 500 and we beat the Grizz, that's fine. Yeah. You, know? Yes, <laughs> you know? Yes, yes, yes. But that, that, that's the only way that that's going to be okay.
1: I mean, the number one job security for a head coach at Montana State is beating the Grizz. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Yeah. Beat the Grizz, you're safe. You're safe. You're good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Tomorrow's going to be fascinating to see what happens because i, I I'm going to go into it. Rooting for the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. but I can't swear that it'll stay that way. Even though I, I, I think by the end of it, I'll be rooting for both teams. Yeah. <laughs> South Dakota State wins by default.
0: Earlier this week, I called it a fight between two of your ex girlfriends, where you only <laughs> want to see both of them lose the fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a
1: that's a great analogy yeah. because that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, just uh. Going to be a high level game of two teams I really
0: don't like. Yeah. But. Well, I think we got to say thank you to all the podcasts out there. Thanks to everybody who's continued listening to us, even though we don't have a season to talk about right now. Um
1: hey, we're FCS podcast.
0: Oh yeah, FCS podcast. Now <laughs> FCS Cats Pod. Yeah. Any any there's no cats left in, but you know, I wish there was like a wild cat or something yeah. else like that like We could get we could get behind Something that. like that, you know, or like what is South Dakota is the jackrabbits. South Dakota. Oh. They coyotes. were the coyotes. Okay, they got that paw on there. I thought they might be a cat. You know? Yeah, the coyotes. <laughs> um thank you to everybody uh we're planning some things for over the off season we got some some things in the works hopefully we'll be making some big announcements in the next couple of weeks maybe a month out we'll be figuring some things out but any players coaches anybody who wants to come on the podcast we would really appreciate that um thank you to everybody if you could please rate us five stars we're trying to catch up to this aforementioned podcast right now. They have 18 <laughs> reviews on Spotify, and we have 15. So we just need three. We need three, three more. Re- three just reviews. Three reviews. Five stars. Four to beat them. Five stars. Don't don't come in and just give us a one star yeah. and take our rating. Five star rating from three people, and we will love you, those three people, forever. We can't tell who you are, but you can like DM us and tell us who you are, <laughs> and then we will definitely make sure that you feel the love as well. Yeah exactly no i you said
1: you you said it right man if we could just get a couple more five star ratings on there we can jump oh yeah that's what we need we'll be over
0: the top of them and i don't know (laughs) how long they've been going but they seem like they've been going a while you know (laughs) yeah all right thanks everybody have a great weekend we'll see you guys next week adios